Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. We are so glad you found your way here. We are sitting down with someone who I consider an entrepreneur, a mom, a girl boss in a sense, and a friend, because this is someone who is chasing their dreams and not afraid to share her dreams with you. And so to start, tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me for one. I just, I'm I'm truly, truly honored that you thought I was cool enough to be on your show. So thank you for that. Um, So a little bit about me. I feel like I need to tell you who I am and what I am, because even though they correlate together, they are separate in a sense as well. So what I am is I am a wife to my college sweetheart of almost nine years. I am a mom to two beautiful and amazing children, a little boy who's almost five and a little girl who is almost 18 months old. And then I am a photographer, full-time wedding family photographer. And the reason I say that is what I am is because for the longest time I was seeking who I was in a title and I felt lost. And I finally one day realized that what I am does not make me who I am. So who I am is a child of God, who I am is a daughter of the most high. And if any of my titles ever got stripped away, I would still know who I am. And so um, that's just a little bit about me. I um, grew up in the hill country of Texas. And now I live in Buffalo, Texas. Um, 32 years old. And I have been an entrepreneur my entire life. So that's a little bit of a cool story, but we'll save that for another day. So you truly live out your faith and you're one of the most authentic people I know. And in the world we live in today, it's so rare to find people so authentic. So how do you stay so positive and true to yourself? So I haven't always been like this. Um, I do have a natural tendency to want to go towards the negative, but I learned a long time ago that words are powerful and what you say truly does dictate how your day will go and how your life will go. That is scientific and that's biblical. Um, God created the world with his words. And so if it is that powerful, then it has to be that powerful for me too. And so I learned after I had Asa that I, I didn't even know it at the time, but I had postpartum depression really bad with him. And I just thought I was like the only one going through this. And I'm like, there's just, no one will ever understand. Like, and then you start opening up about it and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. So you felt like that too. And once I kind of started realizing like what it was, I reached out for help and I went to a um, net therapist who basically helps you get emotional trauma out of your body. And he told me that I needed to get a journal and every morning I needed to write down three things that I was thankful for. And it sounds so simple, but I was like, whatever, dude, I don't know, you know, I'll just do it. And so sure enough, I started doing that and it was truly incredible how 
my day started turning around and then I started making my, at the time I had just one child. And so we started doing it together and I've just always been super passionate about making sure that people realize that they're not alone in their journey and that people's highlight reels on Instagram, Facebook are not necessarily what is a true indicator of how their life is. But I have always tried to live out my Instagram and my Facebook showing people that, hey, you know what? Life is hard, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. You can have a great life because you have God in you. Or let me rephrase that. If you have God in you, then you have hope. If you have God in you, then you have something that other people don't have. You can be of the world and not in the world. And that's how I try to live my life is, you know what? Life is tough, but so are you. And being authentic, I think is one of the number one things that I've always wanted to do because I want people to realize that we all struggle, but when you get up and you start your day with Jesus and you start the day being positive, it will physically rewire your brain to think more positive. That is so good. So who is someone who has like really influenced your life and you would attribute who you are today to them? This is a great question. So, I mean, I think you're probably wanting me to really say a person, but I would really have to say I was more influenced by my environment growing up. I knew at a very early age, things that I wanted out of my life. I knew I wanted to be a mom. I knew I wanted to be a wife. I knew that I wanted to stay home with my kids because that's what my mom did with me. And I know that not everyone is fortunate enough to be able to do that, especially with you know things being as expensive as they are today. But we are very fortunate enough that I have gotten to stay home with both of our children. And now we are even considering homeschooling. And I thought I would never even do that. So never say never, you know, but I was definitely influenced by my environment. Um, even with my photography business, I love to be around Western people. And so I have branded myself as a Western wedding photographer, Western family photographer, um, rural community seniors. Um, those are just the people I bond with. And I love that. But if you are also looking for a person, I was definitely influenced by my mom. Um, she showed me at a young age that you can just always rely on Jesus for everything. And even when life was going really, really tough, Looking back, I didn't even know some things that were going on at the time, but my mom never brought that into my sister and I's life. Like we never knew when times were hard. We never knew that, you know, we couldn't do some things for financial reasons or because my dad was off rodeoing or, you know, just things like that. She always made everything a super fun adventure. And I loved that so much that I try to do it now with my own children. Um, so that's kind of the essence of that wrapped around in one big, one big lump, but it would be my environment and my mom. So you mentioned you have a sister. Talk a little bit about that. You actually have a twin sister and you are completely different people, but you're saying people in a sense, like I would say my sister and I are. So 
talk a little bit about that and how, you know, now you're best friends and it wasn't always like that. Yeah. So my twin sister and I, if you follow us on Instagram, you will see that we look alike, but we are as opposites at opposites can get. I mean, just we do sound alike. So if you ever interview her, people would be like, oh, wow, y'all sound exactly alike. But she is just super awesome. We also, if you do follow both of us, um, you will know that we're both very passionate about the Enneagram. And the Enneagram is basically just an in-depth personality test um, that just kind of shows how you think, how you do stuff, how you handle stress, how you handle work environments. I mean, if you haven't done it, I really encourage you to look into it. But I am a one on the Enneagram and she's a seven. And if you don't know what that means, ones are like the perfectionist. They like to-do lists. They are very structured. They love um, everything's like right or wrong. Um, And that is me to a T. Like I just, I love everything about a routine and a plan and a seven is someone who's like very go with the flow. Everything is a good time. We're always planning trips. We don't want to have a plan for the trip. We just want to like go with the flow on the trip. And growing up, we butted heads a lot because we just, we didn't realize that we weren't thinking the same way. We were agreeing on things, but you know, she thinks with her head and I think with my gut. And so everything's very logical for her where everything with me is like, well, I'm just going with my gut with this. And so we finally realized one day when we took those Enneagram tests that, you know what, we can work with each other instead of against each other. And we may not always see eye to eye, but I'm going to honor and respect what you are doing as a person, even if I don't agree with you with that. And that was just life changing for us. And she would probably say this too, that growing up as a twin is a catch 22. It's one of the coolest things you'll ever experience because only a twin will understand some of the things that you go through, but it also has a flip side of you're known as a twin. A lot of people don't get to know you as a person. And I can actually remember, I want to say it was like in junior high that there was someone that called me Sierra And I said, no, I'm Sheridan. And she goes, oh, same thing. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, I'm Sheridan. She's Sierra. And that's that, you know. And one of the coolest things whenever we moved to the town we're at now, two years ago, was I didn't know a single soul in this town. I mean, literally, not even the male lady. And for once in my life, I finally got to just be Sheridan. I wasn't you know, Sierra's sister. I wasn't Kim's daughter. I wasn't, you know, someone who'd rodeo their whole life. Half these people didn't even know I knew how to even ride a horse. I mean, it was just crazy. Some of the, it was almost just rebirthing for me in a way. It was like, for once in my life, people are going to get to know me for who I am and not me as a twin. But if you ask me, she's still one of my fun facts. I will always tell you I have a twin because I just think it's so cool. She is one of those type of people in your life that everyone deserves to have. She will go to bat for you. And I call her my bulldog because she is like my best friend, but she will bark someone up a tree if needed be. So she's pretty awesome. 
That's so cool. So I'm an Enneagram seven. So I'm all about like, everything's an adventure to me. Even if it's like a bad, a bad thing's happening. I'm like, oh, this is an adventure. So I totally see that now that you say. Yes. So you have been a full-time photographer for a short amount of time, but you have gotten to shoot some amazing things. You were telling me how many weddings you've done and what inspired you to pick up a camera and start this adventure? So in order to kind of tell you how that started, I need to go back a few years. So actually a lot of years, uh, my entire life, I've been an entrepreneur at the age of five. My sister and I were literally selling homemade visors at Cheyenne frontier days to make money for the concession stand. Okay. So we just knew at an early age that this is what you do. Like I, we grew up with entrepreneur parents. And so I've always seen that, you know, you can work hard and still work for yourself. Um, yes, the struggles of how that goes, but that was what I was modeled as a child. And so, you know, I fell into the trap of, oh, you have to graduate high school, go to college, get a degree, work for corporate America. And I did that. And my corporate career lasted four days, four days. And I was like, this is not for me. I cannot do this. I am done. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm not doing this. And I got a business degree because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Everyone was like, well, you know, what are you going to do with that? Well, I don't know. Can't you just do a little bit of everything? I'll just figure it out as I go. And so that's why I got a business degree to begin with. Um, fast forward, my husband and I get married. He actually starts his own business and I'm using my degree to run the books and keep up with finances and taxes and all of that fun stuff. But it just wasn't the same fulfillment for me. I, I really enjoyed helping him, but I needed something for myself. I needed something besides just being wife, mom, and basically secretary, which nothing wrong with that, but that was just something I had to drive inside of me. And so fast forward to 2020, I convinced my husband that, hey, you know what? Instead of like paying people to take our family pictures every year, why don't I get a camera and I can just take pictures ourselves. I can do this. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. So for my birthday, Mother's Day present, he buys me a refurbished camera. It's not even brand new. It's been used, refurbished, and that's what I had. And so I start playing with it. I'm taking pictures of my kids. And I thought to myself, well, what if I could just, you know, take a few pictures here and there and make enough money for my car payment? That would be really cool. Like I could help contribute to the family besides, you know, just being stay at home mom and homemaker. That would be really cool. And so I started booking shoots and people were paying me and people were loving it. And people were telling me you're too cheap. <laughs> and I was like, really? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess I can go up on my prices. And so it's so funny because, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew things that I didn't like to do, but I had always been asking God and praying God, like, bring me that one thing that I'm super passionate about that I just love doing all the time. 
that will also bring in some side money for my family, you know, because we had baby kids in diapers and a car payment, you know, just things like that. And you did mention I have shot a lot of weddings. So I have only been doing this right, just right shy of two years. And if you tell people that you've shot over 10 weddings, that is just mind blowing to them. And truthfully, it is mind blowing to me, but I know that nothing is impossible with God. And I asked him from the very beginning that he needed to go on this journey with me, that I wasn't going to do this by myself, that I needed his help. And I, to this day, still pray before every shoot that Lord, give me the creativity. Like you have blessed me with this talent. I want you to just help me capture this moment in such a special way that is truly magical for my client that when they look at these pictures, they will just love them forever. And I remember wanting to shoot a wedding, but weddings are a very hard niche to get into because I mean, you are capturing one of the most magical days of someone's life and you just don't want to screw it up. Right. And so, um, I asked God for it. I was like, okay, you know, I really want to get into weddings. I think I would be really good at that, but you're going to have to help me get into that. And so sure enough, I had a local couple message me. I wasn't even advertising. They messaged me, Hey, would you be interested in shooting our wedding? And I was like, sure. Okay, let's do this. And to this day, I still have that contract in my office wall, um, to show just how far I've come and where we've gone. And, you know, I've upgraded my refurbished camera to now two brand new R6s and the whole lens collective. I mean, it's just been really cool to see how I was truly only asking God to help me make my car payment. And now I've paid off my car, but you know, gear is very expensive and I've paid for it all with bookings and saving. And it's just truly been a blessing to see how when you ask God to step into your area of life, that he wants to be a part of that. He loves you so much that he wants to walk your daily life. He wants to be in your business. He wants to be in your marriage. He wants to be in your parenting. And you have to, you have to invite him to do that. And I have, and it's just been so incredible to watch how much my business has flourished because of that. And now I've shot over 10 weddings by myself. I've second shot just as many. I've shot hundreds of families and seniors. I mean, in less than 18 months, it's, it's truly incredible to me to see that. So if you had to pick a dream client, what is the client you are looking for? Your specialty in a sense, you kind of touched on it earlier, but why are you so passionate about the Western way of life? And so why, you know, are you about rural America and Western weddings. And, um, you told me before, you know, anybody in a cowboy hat is your kind of person. Yeah. So I kind of say that's my tagline. If you wear a cowboy hat, I want to photograph you. Um, I, man, so rodeo farming, just that Western ag way of life runs deep in my family on both sides. Um, you know, my grand Ma, literally, they still have one of the only farming ranches in the Flint Hills of Kansas. Um, it's just been really cool to, to have that because I know a lot of people don't. And for the longest time, I kind of ran from that. 
I, I wanted to see what did I like for myself. And after just quitting rodeo and, you know, all of that and just concentrating on sports, I figured out, you know what, I really do like this. And I like the people that it comes with. But I also know that, you know, being a cowboy doesn't necessarily mean that you rodeo. Being a cowboy doesn't necessarily mean that you grew up on a ranch. You can be first generation cowboy. I have married a first generation cowboy, even though I have it six generations deep, you know, and I think just, man, there's just something about that Western way of life. Like the people are different, a good different. They're wild. They're charismatic. They're spunky. They're feisty. You know, they're hard workers. They know what it means to, you know, work for a dollar and to be kind and compassionate. And those are just people that I like to work with. Um, my ideal client truly is just someone who wants to capture that moment with their family to look back on. So when they're sitting on their back porch with their grandchildren, they can show pictures of themselves from the years past and how they grew as a family and added children to their family. And it's just something I'm really passionate about. Like I decided very early on that, you know, shooting weddings in Dallas was not for me. And I want that backyard wedding with, you know, the horse trailer for a beer barn kind of thing. You know, that is just, that is up my alley. And so that has kind of just been where I've niched down and it took me a little bit to kind of figure out what I wanted, but after shooting things that I didn't like, I figured out what I did like. And I think that's with anything though. Sometimes you just have to try things and be like, nope, that's not for me. And then when you figure out what is for you, then you just keep praying, keep working, keep hustling. And it truly does pay off. I love how you said you kind of left the Western way of life and just kind of wanted to see what life was about. And now you've come back to it. I have a very similar story. I rodeoed growing up and come high school, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm burnout. And like, I want to see what else is out there. And then I went to Tarleton, you went to Tarleton. Cowboy hey, Oscar P. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Western way of life is so evident there. And it's just, some, you know, I've found myself back in it. I know that going back to the ranch is not for me, but I'm still, you know, in agriculture, an active advocate. I consider myself, you know, part of the Western way of life and it's a heritage I want to maintain. And so I love that. And so thinking about maybe Sheridan in college, what is a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? So I have a life motto that I didn't really discover until honestly about two years ago. And it's, why not me? Like when people think of dreams, they always think that that can happen for someone else. Like, oh, that happens for them, but that doesn't happen for me. And then I thought, well, why not me? You know, I, um, a couple years ago, I had Easton Jay actually take our family pictures and I just love them. I mean, he is a phenomenal photographer. I know you have had him on the podcast and it's just been so cool to see where he's grown as a photographer. And the point I'm trying to get with that is we are both photographers and we are both successful in our own rights. We both 
are making very good careers at this while also maintaining who we are as a person. But I think what people get in the bad habit of doing is I think with anything, but especially photography is, oh, well, everyone picks up a camera. Well, you're okay. That may be true, but you know what? They're not you. They are not you. The world needs what you have to offer, but are you willing to go do it? So why not me? Why can't I be, you know, successful? Why can't I be a mom? Why can't I be a wife? Why can't I, you know, be a six figure income photographer and get to do all the cool things I want to do? Like, why can't I do that? And so going back to college, I think I struggled with that because I was just trying to kind of go with the flow. I was just trying to kind of go with, you know, what everyone else was doing and, you know, well, everyone else is going to go to Fort Worth and get a job. And so that's what I did. And I hated it. And then, you know, it took me years to kind of figure out what I wanted to do, but literally life is too short to be miserable. And so if you are doing something that you don't love to do, then stop doing it. I mean, literally, if you can find what you love and be passionate about and make money doing it, that is so worth making, you know, pennies and doing what you love instead of making millions and being miserable. Because one day when you look back, I mean, I know me, I would be like, why? Like, what did I do that for? I'm not going to get to take a cashier's check to the grave. You know, that's always been a joke with my sister and I, like, <laughs> can't take a cashier's check when you, you know, when you die. And so that would be my biggest advice is, you know what, find what you love and figure out how to make money doing it. And then why not you? Like, you can do this. You can do it. Believe in yourself. Trust God with the plan. And then just get to working. That is so good. I remember those pictures now that you talk about it. That was like. Oh, they are my favorites. Like, I still have them in my house. I absolutely love them. I think Eason was like a senior or we were just out of college and y'all took them on campus. And so that is so awesome you mentioned that. Because that kind of like, like you said, I mean, y'all both are kind of in the Western realm of things, but you kind of have completely different areas and why not you? That is so cool. So to wrap up the podcast, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everyone. And that is if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? I love this question. And so one thing about me is that Jesus is in me. So Jesus is what comes out. And so I think I would have a billboard that said, where does your hope come from? I think it would spark a question. It would get people thinking because truly people struggle because they don't have any hope. They think, well, there's just no reason to keep on going. There's no reason to keep on living. There's no reason to you know, try harder when it's just not going to work out. Well, my Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. My Bible says that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, but I have to lay claim to that. I have to know where my hope comes from. I have to know where my source of strength comes up from. I have to know that when I am weak, he is strong. I am a lender, not a borrower. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. But that starts with knowing what is in you. 
And the only way it's in you is one, you have to accept Jesus into your heart, but then two, you've got to get into the word. You've got to start knowing what the Bible says that you have claim over. I know we talked about a while back that, you know, words are so powerful, but the devil can't read your mind. And so he wants you to say it out loud. He wants to use those things against you. So what he does is he gets you alone. He gets you miserable. And then he starts playing with your mind. And then you say it and he's like, ha ha, I got you. And then you start saying things that don't line up with the word that may be negative. And then before long, now that's all, you know, you're just going down this like downward spiral and they just think, well, there's no hope. Why do I, why do I keep doing this? And I have taught both of my children. My husband has to, we, we are totally in this together. We are 100% a team, but I do spend more of the time with them. And so I have really invested you know, how I speak to them and how I speak to my husband, how I speak to the people around me, because iron sharpens iron, iron doesn't sharpen plastic. And so you have to elevate who you're hanging out with. You need to elevate who your friends are. And you know what? Sometimes that means you've got to kiss some friendships goodbye. That means watch what you're saying, watch what you're listening to, watch what you're, you know, watching on TV, it literally all correlates together. And I have just been so adamant about teaching my children that, you know what, we get up in the morning, we say things that we're thankful for. We tell literally my, my kids will sing, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And Asa will tell you, we haven't sang our song yet. (laughs) And, um, but I want my kids know, you know what, you have hope because you have Jesus. And that's what makes us different. The world already has enough crap going on. They don't need more crap to it. They need to see that there's something different in you and that they want it themselves. So my sign would say, where does your hope come from? And then maybe at the bottom, it would say like, let me tell you about Jesus. Because then if someone didn't know Jesus, they would think, well, you know, it it would spark another question of, well, what does Jesus have to do with hope? And, you know, maybe it would just get them thinking and then the Holy Spirit could, you know, kind of start talking to them. And I just think that would be a really good sign. Maybe put that on 45 between like Dallas and Houston and, you know, nice little sign, like kind of like Bucky's. They have like their nice little Bucky sign. We could just, we could just branch off of that. So, but yeah, I think that's not what I would say. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know people are going to love this one to get to know you, but you shared some practical wisdom and I loved how you talked about, you know, if you have Jesus in you, Jesus is what comes out. And that is like, I'm going to quote that and put it somewhere in my house because that is something truly to live by. So thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today and joining us on the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. It was a truly, truly awesome experience. So thank you.